Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to invite you to join us at our next workshop coming up August 10th through the 12th in Florida, just outside the most magical place on earth, Orlando. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio yeah. broadcast. We're glad to have you here. My name is Jonathan, and I'm here with my good buddy, Steven Cervantes. So you're looking sharp in your white shirt. Hey, and, uh, thank you. How are you doing? I'm good, and I'm ready to delve into some material. Okay, well, before we do that, um, I want to let you know, listeners, as we do every now and then, we are a listener-supported broadcast. So the only way that you're hearing us or seeing us is... Um, because we've had just generous, faithful partners come alongside and and uh, support this ministry. I want to share with you a new way that you can do that. We have actually become, uh, uh, we've got a Patreon website, and that's a way for you to come alongside and partner with us on an ongoing way that also gets you extra kind of insider content and insider information um, with the radio program. And so if you just go to our website, puresexradio.com, there's a little link right on the top that says become a patron. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can get kind of some insider um, content. This could include books. This also includes some content with us. And just so um, check it out on our website, puresexradio.com. Click on the uh, become a patron button and you can come alongside and support us. Thank you. So, yes, Stephen. So... um, Apparently, there's excuses that people have for for not growing. Yes. And we're going to unpack some of those, huh? So I have this vision. What what if we could develop training material for a year for men to work through? Mm -hmm. Because you and I both know if you've done 20 years of porn and escaping and fantasizing and stupid behavior, you're not going to be done in a month. You're not going to be done in two months. But but if somebody said you got to work for six months and then after you get the— the feel and the strength of doing better in six months than you do six more months after a year of working. And I'm talking about group work, individual work, reading material, just doing your work. You'll be transformed. And that's the goal, you know? And so there are workbooks available. We've developed some workbooks. We have materials. We have courses online Mm -hmm. and uh, more coming. And so uh, ask a guy, look, I did all the work. I gave you the workbook. All you have to do is do the 40 days. That's it. And I don't care if you don't do it every day. 
you got to do, you can skip a day or two and then you go back to work, but you got to be working on your workbook because it gives your wife hope and it's continuity and it's discipline and it's practice. And it's like, man, you got to stay with this stuff. We got to play catch up. We're 30, we're 40, we're 50 years old. We got to play catch up now. We got time to waste. Get to work and do your work. And this guy has this little weenie excuse. Yeah. And so I start listening to guys and I wrote down a bunch of excuses. <laughs> so this is sort of going to be kind of like the uh, the Ecclesiastes <laughs> session of uh, of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Vanity, vanity. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Vanity. All I know is So so let me let me yeah. set this up then. So basically if you're listening then maybe this is a good broadcast that if if we say something that you go, oh, oh, wait, that's something that spins in my head, yes. then we're going to hopefully help you unravel that because what we're going to tell you is not what you should be doing, right? <laughs> or or this is going to keep you from growth if you've got some of these excuses. In well, your- and I like what you're saying because I would like everybody to write down four or five things that they say yeah, because they're lies and they stunt you. And we have to learn about ourselves. We have to get better at knowing ourselves. And we know how we lie to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We already know the beginning of the breakdown. And so we know going into this, we're not going to give you an exhaustive list of all the ways in which you can have an right. excuse, right? But it might give you a flavor of how we formulate excuses in and our it, minds. It might, we hope it's a fun dialogue. It may not be that much yeah. fun <laughs> because these are stunted people's statements. Yeah. People that are stuck, they can't find the energy, the effort. They're not moving forward. And we hope this language helps you see you. Mm-hmm. So the first one, uh, why didn't you do your workbook? You know, two weeks has passed, and you didn't do one day in your workbook. And these workbooks are designed to help men talk to their wives. They're not private little get-in-the-corner workbooks. They're engage-better workbooks. And he says, well, I'm pooped. I work all day. I don't want to talk to my wife. I'm tired. I don't want to talk to anybody. Uh, I'm pooped. Why'd you laugh? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> Well, for one thing, for for those of you who are not watching by video, you know, just Stephen's body language <laughs> just kind of went limp there like, oh, you know, kind of it makes me think of when my when my kids were like three and four years old, and if they didn't want to do something or if they had an excuse, their whole bodies would just go limp, like, oh, you know, just kind of complain. have to, why? And, and so what I'm hearing in this is, let's just be honest, this is a child's answer mm. to this issue. Hey, Stephen, so when you, when you work a full day at work, are you tired? Yeah, <laughs> yep. So is that really a proper excuse for you not engaging your wife when you get home or, you know, dealing with... I better save something when I get home. I better have to save something during the day for the home. To me, what I hear in this is saying, listen, let's, let's call a spade a spade. This is really you saying, I don't have a priority on my growth. I don't have a priority. So that workbook, even though, man, it's great stuff, Stephen, you put some really good stuff together, it obviously, and we even have we even have anecdotal evidence to this of some of the folks that have gone through this workbook before, it obviously builds connection between a husband and wife. But what you're essentially saying is, um, you know, I value just being lazy mm. over actually engaging what I need to do to build a relationship with my wife. 
Yeah. And maybe maybe that's too harsh of a way to put it, but I like no, to just jump right good. to the the heart that's of the your matter. Job. You I'm know, make yeah. the comments and you're gonna pull them apart. So this book, one of the workbooks, is called Forty Days of Oneness. Okay, working on building oneness, two becoming one. This biblical principle, right? And this guy says to me, I don't want to do the workbook. We're not very well connected. And I thought, that's why you have the workbook, (laughs) to practice connecting. Uh, You know, we're not well connected. You know, we're different people. Yeah. And I just want to fall on the floor and chuckle because it's like, yeah, you're doing a connecting workbook. Well, that's the funny thing, too, is so sometimes when we want to bring resources that will aid in the growth— I think there's expectations that people have in their mind that they need to be to a certain point before they can engage those aids. Mm. And I'm like, that's the same mentality that people say, oh, I would never talk to God about that, right? Because they have this mentality, I've got to get cleaned up because obviously I don't understand grace. I've uh, got to get cleaned up and to get to a certain point before I could really engage God in whatever that is. And I think that's yeah. the same thing what you're seeing here relationally, right? This guy's saying... Well, maybe if we got better connected, then we'd do this workbook on connecting better. <laughs> and you see the illogical, you know, circus that's, that's going yeah. on in the mind there. So I asked this guy, you know, he's got a tool, do your tool, practice your skill, just work through the steps in the book. You don't have to think too much. And uh, I said, why don't you do your workbook? And he says, you know, all this talking that people do, just talking it doesn't seem to go anywhere, this talking. You know, it just doesn't go anywhere. We keep talking. Yeah, well, um, I particularly don't like this one because of what we are doing right now and what we've been doing for the last 13 years on this program, and that is a lot of talking, right? (laughs) And so I guess if I believed this one, then we would have shut down the radio program you know, 13 years ago, because clearly all this talking isn't going anywhere, right, Stephen? Mm. And and this this to me is the, the fallacy of the idea of saying life and even relationships is about production. Like, what do you have tangibly to represent whatever mm. you're doing in life? And I think if you understand how God has designed life to work in its essence, in its fullness— it always comes back to relationships. Mm. So, and and how do we connect relationally? We have to talk. Yes. And if you go all the way back to the beginning, our part of our being made in the image of God is God did not blink his eyes to create. God did not just have a thought in his head to create. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and he said, "He said, let there be light. It was words. It was spoken. It was talk. Yes. That's part of the creative order. We are made, and we're made in his image, so talking is fundamentally essential to us building healthy relationships. And isn't it interesting? He thinks talking is the problem. He's not saying listening, learning, <laughs> yeah. growing. He's going, we're just talking and talking and talking. But, you know, that's... Right, he's missing. Yeah, somebody's good. expressing themselves. They're, 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 they're bringing ideas out and putting them on the table and sharing this opportunity with you. Mm, that's good. Now, this other one's really simple. He says, uh, "I just tell myself this a lot. Um, I'll do it later. I'll, I'll, I'll do it later because you know there's a lot of stuff to do now." 
And so I'm going to I'm going to get to that workbook, but I'll have to do it later. Yeah. Well, I think this is a I mean, this is a super common one and and I sort of wish I didn't struggle with this one. Uh <laughs> it's it's a common one because to me when I think about when when I do this, when I have that idea of I'll do it later, fill in the blank with whatever it is, right? It could right. be anything. I am I am essentially in that moment saying I'm making a value choice about what I prioritize. Right? That's right. And yeah. so so whatever I am filling in the space now that is preventing me from doing this thing that I said I'm going to do later, I'm making a value judgment about that thing that is greater than what I'm saying I'll do later. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so to me that's the thing you've got to you've got to look at and say okay, whatever I'm placing forward in front of that I'm saying is of greater value to me right now. And if I'm essentially saying that thing is more important than my relationships or that thing is more important than and what is praying really, or whatever, you know, you know, like, whatever you're doing, you're elevating everything above the important. Yeah. Now I will give you one, I will give you a pass on that. Like if, if your body is literally on fire, you know, and like, listen, I'll, I'll do this workbook later, then I can give you a pass on that one. Okay, Stephen? Yeah. But <laughs> go put the fire out. For right. the most part, it's a lousy excuse, the idea of just saying, I'll do it later. So one guy said to me, my wife is such a downer when she starts talking. I like people that are happy and up and pleased. And, you know, she talks about all this hard stuff. She's kind of a downer. Mm. Well, um, not to put too fine a point on it, but sometimes we could have something to do with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe this gets back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, the guy that says talking seems to go nowhere. Well, are you listening? And we yeah. talk about this in the workshop about trying to become a better listener, but listening for what your wife means not just the words that are coming out. So he right. might be saying down or down or down, or, but is he, is he actually catching what she is saying so that he can respond in a way that builds right. her up? Because it could be pain and sadness yeah. and reasonable things. And then the other thing about that excuse too is it's almost making it seem like, it's almost like he's saying, and I'm powerless. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, like if she's a downer, then guess what? I guess I got to have a crappy attitude too. And I can't, you know what I mean? He's right. essentially saying, I can't own my attitude and essentially say, but you know what? I'm going to see how I can serve her. I'm going to see how right. I can lift her up. I'm no, going to see how good. I can bring yeah. joy into this relationship. Right. And it's like, can you just be happy all the time and pleased <laughs> all the time? Because no. that's why I come to you. If, you, if you're going to talk about real life and struggles, no, right. you, don't, don't, don't be a downer. Just be a happy machine, okay? Yeah. So this next guy was great. I said, why aren't you doing your workbook? And he said, well, I'm not in a panic. She's calmed down. We're past the crisis. And... And things aren't desperate right now. I don't. I think we're okay. I don't need to do the workbook now. <laughs> so here's the thing. This is the person that thinks um, healthy relationships are only about not having a crisis, mm. right? Yeah. It's like just avoid crises and we'll be okay. And what he's not realizing is that when, especially if you're talking about the marriage relationship, this is a this is the most intimate bond that we can have with another human being mm -hmm. and he's not seeing the value of pursuing growth in that realizing that it doesn't have to be about just avoiding a crisis what about actually increasing joy 
What about increasing uh, knowledge of one another? What about increasing shared uh, activities and, you know, just learning more about the other person? He's not seeing that, obviously, as a high enough value to pursue. It's just, let's make sure we don't get into another crisis. Right. That's good. Well, I, I said, why don't, uh, there's material in here. There's talking points. You just have to share it and talk about this. And he says, well, she always comes around to failings. There's some failure. There's shortcomings. You know, there's there's this, you know, uh, less than ideal. And it's like, well, why do I want to talk to a woman who's going to tell me sort of what's not working very well? Yeah, so um, this was this one is actually easy for me to answer, not because the situation is easy, but because the perspective has to shift away from what anyone else is going to say about you and recognize that the reason you do the right thing Mm. is because it's about your character. So even if yeah, even if everybody good. around you is going, you're just a big screw up, you're a big failure, hey, keep trying because it's about you building character. And even if everybody else thinks you're a complete and total failure, I think we can still have honor before God because we're going, but I keep getting up and I'm going to keep pursuing right. greater character. And Well, and sometimes the other person has some great insights. You, they could, yeah. You're sort sure. of being sloppy or like we talked about earlier, you're being silly or goofy or immature. I mean, sometimes our spouses call us to a higher place, right? Well, the other thing about this too is I think it's important to understand where the line is between what I own and what she owns mm. as it pertains to the issues of of of, you know, brokenness and, and all those kind of things. So for instance, if I'm pursuing character and I am seeking to serve my wife and love her and lay my life down for her, but the response is always one of negativity, there is a point at which I have to realize that's something she has to own. Right. I don't receive that's that. I don't, stuff. I don't, but not in a combative belligerent sort of way, but just yeah. realize, hey, yeah, I'm not denying the reality that those words are painful when she says them. But I'm not going to let them come into my being. Those that's not true about me. Um, my identity is not one of of failing. You know, it's like I'm I'm one who keeps getting up and keeps moving forward. So this is perfect segue into the next one. This guy says he says when we talk, she just makes me mad, and then I have to get defensive. Yeah, obviously you have to, <laughs> you know, but to defend myself because she's making me mad. Yeah. Well, this is where I look at it like. Okay, um, I'm not going to deny the fact that you can feel upset. I am going to deny this idea that somebody else can make you sort of live in that anger. In other words, Stephen, I could say something to you that's extremely hurtful, right? And then you would feel either sad or angry or whatever. You would feel the emotion, right? But then you would have to own your response yeah, to that, right? right? Yeah. And so the idea the idea of me making you mad yeah. is not really true. It's like I can say a hurtful thing and you feel the emotion, but if you fire back, that's an act of your own will. Right. You decided how to respond, you know? Mm-hmm. Practicing bad skills in response, right? right. Just because someone does goofy stuff doesn't mean you have to do goofy stuff, exactly. right? Exactly. 
So one guy said, you know, she makes these threats all the time. If you don't change, if you don't grow up, if you don't become a man, if you don't quit screwing up, if you don't, it's like, I don't want to talk to her. Yeah. Well, again, this is one of those things where humility goes a long way, I think, because while a person may may be saying things in a very harsh, angry tone, and so the delivery is terrible, right? I think yes. if we can be humble enough to go, there's likely, if there's that much like passion and emotion behind this, there's probably a nugget of truth in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So can I be humble enough to go, there's a growth opportunity here to serve, to respond in humility, to not be defensive. Now, I, as I'm saying this, I recognize that there could be people out there listening that are rolling their eyes, you know, just mm-hmm. almost chuckling under their breath and saying, how easy to say sitting in an office in a studio philosophizing, you know, about all this kind of stuff. I, I get that what I'm saying is not easy to do, but I do still think it's the right thing to do right. if we can humble ourselves and go, when I'm under attack, rather than returning attack for attack, being able to go, what can I learn? Yeah, Because this know, is about growth, right? Yes, and you know what I love about it? If, if anybody's mad at you, it's only because they still love you. That's true, yeah. And so the more I want you and I want this from you, why? Because you're fighting for us. That's why you're saying that, right? Yeah. As soon as your wife stops talking to you, watch out, you're in trouble. Right. Because when she says, I don't care, I don't care. I don't care what you say, I don't care what you do. You don't matter. You're zero to me. It's like, <gasps> you better watch out for that kind of dialogue. Right. One guy said to me, I said, why don't you do the workbook? He said, well, I got to tell you the truth. We're not very good friends. We're not even bad friends. <laughs> I laughed and tried to hide it. It was like, that's funny. We're not even, we're not good friends. We're, it's so bad. We're not even bad friends. Well, I look at this and I go, well, then... The only way you can go is up, right? <laughs> you know. So if you're willing to put in just a little bit of effort, yeah, uh, you know, no, things that's can, right. things and build can something and yeah. try something and pursue her, and you know, there's power in these workbooks because a woman will see a workbook and go, "Oh, he's got a workbook. Isn't that cute? He's doing a workbook. Oh, that's pursuing me. Yeah, that workbook is helping grow towards me." But guys go throw the thing in the trash. It didn't work. Yeah. We're not friends. Forget it. It's like, no, we're building. We're building. We're building, right? And I think it's good to think, respond to that one by saying, listen, it's about small steps, right? Yeah. You know, if, if you're going, we're not even bad friends, well, <laughs> take one positive step today towards yeah. trying to bridge the gap, you know? This guy said, look, we have one good night, then we have three bad nights. And I live for the one good night because I know... We're going up, then we're going down, then we're going up, and we're going down. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, I think that would be one of those things where, um, what's your focus on? Like, are we? Are you going to try to keep moving towards the, the the good nights? And also, the other thing too is, are you going to create uh, steadfastness in your character? This enduring perseverance, because um, I don't know. I think. I think there's a reason why God focuses so much in the word in terms of us as followers on the issue of faithfulness. Mm. You know, it doesn't mean you're never going to fall, but it means you're going to keep getting back up and you keep moving in the right direction. That's good. 
One guy said, look, if I'm honest, I'm only 50% motivated. I'm tired. (laughs) Half of me wants to go in the other room, turn the TV on. It's a lot of work to connect, and I'm only half motivated. You know what I say? Um, the here's here's a little secret formula for everybody out there. If you want to know what the actual formula for success is, um, you just have to move fifty one percent in the right direction cons- persistently over time. That's really all you have to do. So, hey, are we about to party here? Is- no, I don't know. There's a phone in the back. I heard. Uh, I heard. I hope I heard, it dies. Uh, a little party that, going on there. You go. Us there. Sorry, that was supposed to be so. Fifty-one percent, Stephen. That's yeah. all you need. Just, just fifty-one percent moving in the right direction over time. And uh, hey, you want to? I think I better get up. Yeah, you got. Let me make this next comment here. I think I've grown an emotional connecting callus. <laughs> I have this callus against connecting. What do you think? That's funny. Well, I think uh, maybe it's time for surgery. You know, cut that callus off, but. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I look at it this way, though, too. If you could think of it like, uh, not that this is a one-to-one parallel, but I think when I when I first learned to play the guitar, oh, my goodness, it was painful. Yeah, get get my fingers to – and actually then when they got calloused, it was like, okay, now, I'm, <laughs> now I can play well. So maybe this guy isn't as far away from being able to emotionally That's connect as he, as he might think he is. That's good. I'm glad you came up with that analogy. Yeah. <laughs> Any guitar player knows his oh, yeah. fingertips. They'll bleed for the first and, week. And you, know? you get better. Yeah. And you get better with the callus. Yeah. I like that. Um, let's see. It takes a lot to connect. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and my response is if you don't know how to do it, it does take an, a lot to connect. But once you get good... You just yeah. wink at her and hug at her and tell her she's sweet and you listen a bit. And, you know, you can pick up some pretty good skills pretty quick if you want to connect. Yeah. Here's the way I would I would put it. To the person out there who is who has not been connecting, yes. you know, listen, you're, you have not been growing. You've not been doing well. There will be a season in which the it's – it's very, very hard work. Like it's very front loaded. But the thing is, is that hard work is laying the foundation for then what you're talking about is where the the qualities and practices of a healthy relationship are not complex or, you know, require great skill in terms of aptitude or intelligence or anything like that. Um, they just require persistent application. Mm-hmm. So like talking, listening, doing things together, sharing words of affirmation. Those, nothing, you don't need to be a rocket science to do any of that That's kind of right. stuff. But if you have never done that or you have not been doing that, the work is very hard on the front end. But then I think there is, an, an, if I can put it in these terms, an ease or a comfort that comes to it later on. And, and all you have to do is figure out what she wants and work that. Yeah. Right? You don't have to come figure out a thousand things to do, figure out five things she likes. She likes to sit on the couch. She likes you to rub her feet. She likes you to You know what? I actually used to hate the TV off. I used to hate the fact that my when that love language book came out, yeah. that my wife likes all of them. <laughs> Until I discovered that that's a tremendous advantage for me because I can pick any of them. That's it. That's good. So it's kind of like, uh, it, you know, it's it's actually easier because she doesn't have like just one very narrow way in which she feels loved. I'm like, hallelujah, I married a woman that 
any way that I show That's love good. to her, That's she likes good. it, you know? So one guy said to me, he said, you know, my wife discounts my efforts. Mm. I try and I get no credit. She seems to discount everything I do. Yeah. And I I won't deny that that's a very difficult situation. But it's, but it's an excuse, though, to not grow because it's essentially saying I'm placing, I'm placing the hope or I'm placing the everything about my growth into what my wife thinks about me right. instead of finding that full security in what God has already said about me. And can mm. I find comfort and peace in that and saying, yes. he says, you know, a broken or a, a broken, a bruised reed, he will not break and a, uh, and a smoldering wick, he will not snuff out. So the idea is, listen, if you're feeling under that pressure of, oh my goodness, I feel bent and, you know, bruised, God won't come along and say, that's it. And and cut you off. He'll he'll say he'll actually lift you up and and mm. give you encouragement. So right, and so I think you have to decide what's going to win. Yeah, her complaining and discounting you, or you're growing. One is going to win out. Yeah, and so I hope you're on a mission of growth. I hope no excuse takes you out. I hope you know the, the the ways you start to break down, the lies you tell yourself. I hope you know what your wife says to break you down and you don't let it penetrate into your soul. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the point of this discussion. Grow on. Yeah. Don't quit. No excuses. Maturity is hard work. Get on the journey and work. We're men. And as, the job. Yeah, and as we close here, let me strongly encourage you to get a copy of the book, 40 Days to Oneness. It's a great devotional guide for husbands and wives to really learn how to apply the opposite of the things we've been talking about here. No more excuses, but actually yeah. really growing um, together in oneness. And so we'll have the link for that. Um, you can also go to Amazon uh, to get that book. Just search for Stephen Cervantes' name, and you can find it there. Uh, and until next time. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.